Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the bookhead. Book. Uh, Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games, where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and even play some games. Dane, what are we discussing today? Well, today we are talking about finding party synergy. Ooh. Uh, how to be a good party member, I guess, and you know how to help that uh, how get to be, going. How right? to be like yeah. the best party member you can. How to work with the rest of your party, stuff like that. Um, and we're going to be talking about it, I guess, in sort of two senses. One, the like you know interpersonal role playing sense. Like, how to be a good teammate in general, and then also, like, game mechanics-wise. How do you, you know, how do you sure. find the mm-hmm. best and funnest way to play? You know, because we want to get your your party into a good unit uh, that works together and kicks, uh, kicks ass. Mm-hmm. So, uh... We're going to be talking about uh, Session Zeros, right? Uh, the, mm-hmm. old, the old meet and greet. Um, to get started. <laughs> you know, get started on the right foot. Uh, and then we're going to be into uh, going to developing action economy. Um, and that's more of the mechanics-y bits uh, where we talk about game mechanics a little bit. Um, and then co-working adventures because you know that's that's what you're doing um that's a name that we kind of came up for it but basically that's the part where we're talking about like the the interpersonal side how do you you know how do you find ways to gel with the rest of your party for your character and for you um yeah session zero so yeah the idea of a session zero it's uh Basically, like doing a good one of these, having a good beginning to your to your adventure or your campaign that kind of is a little bit outside of actually getting started, it can smooth out a lot of the problems with, you know, finding your place in the party and finding, you know, how you work together and figuring out how your characters are going to interact with each other. A lot of those kind of rough patches can be smoothed out before you even start by having a good uh you know cohesive session zero that's well planned and well run by your game master right um also helps to we found it very helpful to make characters together um because it's really easy and because scheduling such a nightmare with these things as i'm sure we can all laugh about someday but Mm. not yet because it still sucks um but uh instead just like oh hey we're getting together saturday make your characters um try to carve out some time to meet up in person and make your characters because that way you can you know you have access to the game master right there uh, and then also your other players, you can see what they're they're making, and then you can work off of that if you're struggling for ideas or like, hey guys, this is a really cool idea, and then let them work off of you. Uh, we've had some real success with that, making characters that jive uh, real good. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a couple ways you can do this, but like mainly the point is to uh, the point is for all of you. To kind of like get together and get over the weirdness because 
it's it's a lot like meeting a new group of people or starting a new job or something to to find yourself playing a character who's a member of a new party of adventurers at the start of a new campaign, especially if you're not carrying anything over from previous stuff, there is a lot of just kind of like weirdness and awkwardness mm-hmm. in the beginning. So doing something in the beginning, um, well, yeah, and so that's like, often referred to as a session zero, and that's kind of what we're talking about. Doing something in the beginning just, you know, helps helps get over that like initial weirdness phase. Right, so like a, a smooth intro um, into the session, right? So like uh, game masters um, get get an idea. We've we've done a lot of session zeros, uh, and some of them have been really really good. Some of them not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you know, one of the last ones we did where uh, Cosmo's running, Cosmo's the GM. He uh, had us come in one by one into this inn mm-hmm. uh, for the night. And you got to do a couple things, like you get into the inn, first one who gets there, like, you know, orders a beer, and then, you know, the second one comes in, and the first player is over there sitting with a beer, and they get to decide what to do. Um, And then, after everybody got their first little kind of actions, get settled in the bar, combat started. Mm -hmm. I had, um, well, so I knew... I knew what Dane and the rest of the parties. I, I had been in the room when we made our characters previously, so I had the like the session zero be sort of the meeting in person, and then to test out their characters, we had them. Uh, well, I threw a fight at them, so they just kind of gotten to know each other, and they were doing some very fun, very like involved kind of just like freeform role play. The like starting a tavern kind of typical fantasy situation and then i threw a fight at them so they got to you know start playing off each other in a fight and you know continue to role play and kind of test the waters with their character figure out how they work together and what they what they like to do with their character what their characters are good at uh you said test out your characters um because that's that's pretty important in a session zero it's the first time that your players are playing as their characters, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, if they're new characters, right? Uh, so, like, they don't know them either. Uh, everybody doesn't know everybody. So you get you get a chance to, how does my character feel about this thing? Or how does my character fight this type of stuff? How do they fight in general? Like, I gave them all this equipment, but, like, it turns out, actually, like, I don't like the crossbow. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's, like, a mechanics issue where, like, the stats I have don't work well with the weapon, or maybe it's just, you know what? My guy doesn't like crossbows. Yeah, I changed my mind about it. And so, like, between, between this, you know, session zero test ground... You can be like, hey, I'm going to change some of this stuff about my character. Is it okay if I, like, you know, talk to your game master and be like, is it okay if I ditch this weapon? I don't like the crossbow or whatever. I'm going to switch to something else and change some stuff and be like, yeah, okay. In the time between this and this, your character went and took care of that. And mm-hmm. now you're, you know, you're much more ready to roll because you tested it out in a sort of low-impact, low-stakes pre-session. 
Yeah. Um, so like, it's uh, as a, as a game master, if you're making a session zero, um, we kind of well, we had some ideas. Um, you can do something where it's more like conversational, um, which is good because then your players get a feel for how their player acts and reacts to other people, um, especially the other player characters. Um, Because it's going to be a little weird, probably, and, like, there's going to be some jokes that uh, fall flat or, you know, maybe maybe some beef starts right away or something like that. Um, And then, you know, you guys can get over it as long as, you know, the game master has an idea of how it's supposed to go, right? Like throw them into a combat. Mm-hmm. If like the conversations going towards an argument, laggy. Then yeah. you just like throw an enemy in there. And I've I've heard that from a couple other, you know, folks who talk on the internet and give advice. I think I've mentioned Matt Colville's channel before. He has a thing that he just I don't just think calls, you're shut up about it. He he just calls it orcs <laughs> attack. When, you know, like if the players are taking too long to make a decision or whatever, mm-hmm. something's going to come in and, and wreck it. And I, I believe we've talked about stuff like that before. There or mm, that might be in an upcoming episode where we talk about ways to move things along. But anyway, mm, yeah. um, there's also in this, I think, maybe, I don't know, maybe a fun little tease, I guess. We could probably do a whole There's a lot thing. more. There's a lot more to say about sessions. Yeah, on, and I think we'll probably do another episode specifically about this because the other thing you can do, it doesn't have to be this involved. A good session zero with a group of players that are really familiar with each other could be as simple as, you know, a handful of text messages about what could the be. next thing yeah. is going to be and, you know, some basic guidelines. Mm-hmm. And then everyone could show up ready to play if they are that mm-hmm. ready and comfortable. But then sometimes it doesn't work because there's someone who, you know, doesn't want to do it over text and wants to, like, you know, hash some stuff out with the game master. So we're going to move on to the idea of action economy. Before, but... before we move on, mm. pump the brakes there. Before we move on, I think, because, you know, in classic fashion, we jumped all over the map there. Um, Let's get some good things to put on the board, Mm -hmm. right? So, session zero. Uh, Your characters meet uh, for the first time. Um, They become not strangers. Maybe they're not, like, best of friends yet, Mm -hmm. but um, it kind of... Session zero smooth out uh, the adventure in the way because like, oh, we all meet at the notice board and guess like we all go for the same job at the same time. Yeah. That gets really, that's and now we're like, a team not and a good Like thing, you don't know each right? other. Yeah. So you want to have a reason. You want right. to have something that is a session zero, mm-hmm. some reason for them to know each other. Maybe it happened before in just, you know, texts mm-hmm. or maybe you actually played them getting to know each other. But you want to have something in the beginning to actually facilitate right. a meet and greet. So it could just be, yeah, we met at the pub the night before, and then the next morning we grab a job from the notice board. Mm-hmm. But we do it together because we had so much fun drinking last night. Or maybe, you know, praying. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Whatever, maybe we met whatever at the church. Up to. But yeah. You, whatever. whatever. Whatever it is, however you decide to do it. And I think we're going to come back and talk more about the idea some, some other time. But you should have one. You shouldn't just... Dump you should just start minute one. Oh, you guys yeah. are all strangers, and you all look really weird. And you're doing a thing together for and no reason. For some reason, you all are on this job together. Yeah. So, 
Let's move on mm. now to action so, economy. Yeah, the idea of uh, developing your action economy, not just for yourself, but within your within your party. This is a pretty key thing to developing the idea of party synergy and you know working well together so that you can accomplish an objective. All right, so action economy. There's um, this great. This great guy wrote some books. Uh, Keith Amin. We're, uh, we're plugging again at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but in one of his books, he writes, Action economy refers how you make use of all the things you're allowed to do in a combat round. It's like a budget that you can't go over. So all your abilities as a character, all your attributes uh, are essentially a budget. Right, you have you have a turn, uh, and like if you know you're playing D and D, as a low level you really can't do a lot of stuff. But as you gain more levels, you get bonus actions and reactions mm-hmm. and uh, Extra things, actions, abilities that play situations. off. Yeah. So how do you utilize those? Right. Um, well, the first the first idea is. You can just do it alone. Like, you know, you as the rogue, you you sneak. And fuck whatever the other party members are doing, I'm sneaking. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is fine, I guess. Right? It's not a waste. But um, you guys are on a team, right? The reason uh, you're playing is to work together. Right? You have a job or an adventure to go on together. Right? So instead of just saying, fuck the party, I'm going to go this way. As, like, a rogue, um, I forget exactly, I think you get it in level three, the backstab, or do you always have that? I think as a rogue, you get it right away. And at least in yeah. fifth edition. So, in fifth edition, you Which, get, yeah. the rogue gets his ability to backstab. But it's not just a backstab. Mm-hmm. All it does is it adds an extra damage dice for certain situations. One of them is if you're stealth. Mm-hmm. But the other one... Is if there's an when the one bad of your guy friends. is yeah engaged with yeah. someone else and you know so like in in the fiction the idea is that like when a bad guy is looking the other way it's not that no one can see you you're in stealth but when a bad guy is looking the other way you, you can, give like, him one in the ribs you stab him in the kidney or something and yeah so getting to know that stuff pretty important. The, the the point is that there's there's a job to do whatever you're mm-hmm. whatever you're playing like you're gonna have some objective um, and if you do a good session zero or if you like if your players collaborate effectively they might already have a good reason mm-hmm. to work together and a reason why they like each other and want to accomplish stuff but even if they don't then there's at least gonna be the objective of the mission or the quest. There's going to be, you know, like someone trying to kill them or mm-hmm. a thing that they need to get past. So, you know, focusing on that, learning the tools that you have and using them effectively right. is because, pretty important. Because after your session zero, you should have a reason to work yeah. together. Um, so that's great. But if you don't, though, do not despair. Uh, you can always discuss it outside of play you know on a text or maybe it happens in game where like i don't know one of your party members does something nice for you like buys you a beer Mm -hmm. and you're like ah 
Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll get your back in tomorrow's fight. Yes, sir. Or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about metagaming last time. Um, so this could be a good use of metagaming. Yeah, an opportunity for good metagaming where, you know, maybe you don't, like, roleplay this super strictly, but you, like, have a conversation with your other players and be like, oh, I'm a this and such and such uh, you know, race and class, and you're a you're a this. Oh, you're a cleric. What if you know our strategy could be like first things first. You cast your um, I forget what it's Blessed. called the the field of protection thing that oh, they sure. get. You know, and like let's start our fights mm-hmm. that way. That can be you know as long as as long as you're not like last in the initiative order or knocked out. Mm. Let's start our fights this way. You can have that conversation outside of gameplay, and then, you know, that's that's an example of good metagaming, where you can talk about that stuff and then come back and, like, find a reason for it to exist in the game. Tell your game master, like, okay, in between adventures, Mm -hmm. we got to talking at the bar, and we kind of were, like, you know just like telling war stories or reliving the last thing we did. And we kind of mm. you know came up with this strategy and now this is the way we're going to move forward. That's an example of good metagaming, good sportsmanship using, you know, information that your characters might not have finding it out outside of the game and then coming up with a reason for them to act on it inside mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. Um, so find a way to work together, right? Because if you don't, if may, maybe uh, the players are all strangers, you guys meet, you know, online or whatever, and just like you know, looking for a D and D group, mm-hmm. and boom, right? So you don't really know they're not your best friends. You haven't, you know, grown up together. You haven't, uh, you're, they're not your coworkers. So you don't really know how they're going to respond uh, to certain things. Um, and I don't mean that. You know, that got a little weird. Um, <laughs> You don't know. Don't you know, take how, your pants yeah. off in the office, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what I meant was like, you don't have that. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go this way. You go that way, right? That uh, that sort of, that sort of stuff will will come together. Um, the more you play, the more you you familiarize yourself with uh, your characters and your other uh, players. So, uh, there's some action economy talk, right? Uh, you want to use your abilities in tandem with your, with the other players to get maximum effect, mm-hmm. right? Kill the monsters the best and the fastest. Uh, however... Except for when you don't. When you don't. Uh, suboptimal gameplay can be really good role-playing. Yeah. Sometimes, like, you know, the optimal thing if the if the quest is you know kill somebody kill kill a monster kill a monster get his treasure real just like straightforward works for any adventure system doesn't matter kill a monster get his treasure maybe you're close but then the monster does one of its things and like takes out one of your party it might be the suboptimal thing to win the fight well, no it might be the optimal or, yeah, thing the, yeah the optimal thing to win the fight right the suboptimal thing to like abandon the fight and spend your action to go, you know, and like cradle your knocked out friend and try and help them or something, Mm -hmm. you know. And I don't know. We, so like we, we just spent a little bit of time 
harping on the idea of of maximizing your action economy. I don't want that to sound like that's the only sort of play that we that we enjoy. We're also very, you know, interested in good storytelling and I think lots of people who come to this mm-hmm. hobby they're interested in the storytelling aspect of it. So sometimes you abandon the, you know, the good action economy and the optimal gameplay decisions in favor of storytelling and role play. And that's uh, totally fine when that happens. As long as it's well, for a good story reason, I guess, is what I was going to say. I mean, it could be for a bad story reason that just doesn't pan out. Mm-hmm. But, like, as long as you're not being, like, a piece of shit player, right? Where it's like, oh, I'm going to do this, um, which, like, I could just attack the monster and kill it. But instead, I'm going to steal some of its gold while nobody's looking because I want to be richer. I mean, that could be funny. But, like, are you doing it to, like be an asshole or are you doing it because like you know your character is going to buy everybody drinks right and they're like how did you get so much money and then you'd be like i never tell and then you know that's that's kind of a laugh um so yeah if it's for a good story reason mm-hmm. suboptimal gameplay is completely fine and even if it doesn't pan out even if it doesn't pan out and also like if it causes you know the adventure to crash and burn as long as as long as it's in earnest and you're not like sabotaging deliberately yeah. the fun of everybody else and you're like, oh no, well, you know, I know what I should do. Mm-hmm. I should spend my spell slot, you know, to heal the barbarian who's still up, who can deal a finishing blow. But mm-hmm. instead of doing that, I spend it on my downed friend because maybe I had a crush on them or something. You know, dramatic interpersonal, you know, mm. story beats like that. That's fucking fun. And if that ruins the adventure, it won't actually ruin the adventure. It'll be a great story about how, yeah. like, you know, this party of tragic heroes sure. failed at the last moment because, because of... Because of love. Yeah, because they were undone from within or some <laughs> shit. That, that's, that's good, good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, those little, those little things, um, will pop up, um... Look out for them. You don't need to force them. Um, you don't need to have your character develop a crush every single time. Yeah. Right? That can get a little tired. Mm-hmm. So, they will... Opportunities will pop up for suboptimal good role-playing. Or yeah, suboptimal yeah. Uh, action. action economy, yeah. but good role-playing. Yes, thank you. So, yeah, don't be afraid of that stuff. It'll start to come naturally once you really like start to get to know your uh, your character and mm-hmm. the characters you're playing with and the players who you play with. Yes. All of that will just come together and you'll be like, okay, yeah, this is the right thing to do at this moment, mm-hmm. even though it's not the right thing to do to win the battle. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's let's put some stuff on the board, sum this uh, sum this section up a little little uh, simpler, right? So you guys are adventurers. There's a job to do. There's an adventure to be had, right? To do that, you need to work together. So find the reason to work together, right? That could be from the session zero, or maybe it comes after that. Uh, maybe it's some metagaming. Maybe, like, you get, your characters don't really like each other, but you guys have abilities that work off of each other. So then you talk about it outside and be like, hey, man, you know, like, 
when I when my character you know shoots for cover or you know um, suppressing fire, mm-hmm. your character gets a bonus in movement or something like that. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Whatever mechanics your game has. Um, so discuss those yeah. outside. That's not a bad thing. And then after you discuss them outside, come up with ways to bring it in the story. Mm-hmm. Maybe your guy, you know, like shoots and, you know, is is doing like a covering fire thing and then like yell in character yeah. to your friend's character. Like, get a move on. Hey, go do this. Whatever. You know, stuff like that. And, um, so, yeah, keep action economy in mind. Uh, your abilities work better with your teammates probably. If it's a, if it's a game system worth its salt, there have little combos that you yeah. can Yeah, and they won't be necessarily, like, combos, but right. there'll be a thing where, like, oh, one player can, you know, like, mm-hmm. reduce incoming damage. Great. Do that to the guy who can output the most damage. Yes. Keep him alive. So, keep action economy in mind. However, don't always push for being the most efficient fighters. Suboptimal action economy can really stimulate role-playing. There are good instances where your character does the opposite of what would be most efficient why because they're in love or because they're settling a debt or maybe there was a bet i don't know right all good reasons um but yes so if it works in the story doesn't need to be efficient yeah so moving on last little bit if you guys just you can't you can't get it. You can't be friends. Your party, there's they're just too different, right? Clerics and warlocks. Mm-hmm. Or well, I can't think of another one. But yes. <laughs> I like that one. Cause like the way they work is actually very similar. You know, mm-hmm. powers from somewhere else and it's based on an arrangement and like a commitment. Um but I don't know. Yeah. So, if so, you guys, like, if your characters these, are just these too these characters different. fucking hate each other. Mm. Or maybe they don't hate each other, but they just like don't have good ways to work with each other. Basically, the idea is that uh there's room if you don't have a good way to like, you know, really be friends and this this is this is for characters, not necessarily players. I was going to say the opposite. This is more for players. Well, I don't know why you'd really want to play with a group that you're not super into, but I guess it does apply in the same way. Yes. Okay. You don't have to be best friends. Mm -hmm. It can be enough to be a good co-worker. So maybe you're not really gelling. Maybe you don't role play together. Mm -hmm. Maybe, Maybe you're not into you know, doing stuff in character with everyone else at the table, or maybe your characters just don't like each other. And I think we're going to talk about that idea more, about, like, role-playing party conflict. Uh, But that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about the idea... What we're talking about is... Don't let uh, little things and, like... So maybe two players are in character, Mm -hmm. right? The example of the warlocks and the clerics. They are in their characters, and the warlock is like, I'm gonna go burn down the village because my um, my patron my patron commands it so. Yeah. And then the cleric is like, Well, my god doesn't abide, um, so don't you dare. And then the warlock's, like, Yeah, you gonna stop me? I'm gonna go do it. And then, uh oh, it looks like they're battling. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, sometimes that can be great. Like Cosmo said, we're, we could, we're going to do an episode about that kind of stuff later, mm-hmm. about how to handle that. About, like, role-playing conflict between mm-hmm. party members. But if it's not good for the story, mm-hmm. like, if it's just, like, you know, you as a game master, like, why would you say that, Warlock? Like, why? Yeah. You didn't need to. And now the cleric's all mad. Uh, try to find um, the common gra- ground again, right? So, like, maybe Game Master steps in and says, actually, Warlock, your patron doesn't want you to do that. And, like, you know, just put a hard no on it, right, if it's going to rip the party apart. Which is different than, like, if it's just, like, oh, an argument in the pub about who's getting the next beer. Like, that one could be easily set aside to fight a monster. It's just, like, okay, so we argued all night and nobody got the next round. Yeah, and maybe we don't really like mm-hmm. each other, but we can put it aside to, you know, we can put it aside when we have to, like, do mm-hmm. battle. So, for you players out there who were playing the Warlock and the Clerics, um... Just let shit go. Um, you don't need to be in character 100% of the time if it's going to derail the story. Like, if the game master is kind of like, okay, guys, let's get this over with so we can get on with it, uh, then just be like, you know what? My cleric drops to his knees and prays for forgiveness mm-hmm. for not stopping the warlock. Right? Wish, Yeah, wish he could have, didn't right. get it done. And he's going to feel bad about this, but, you mm-hmm. know, the point is... There's, then, there's still a thing that and needs to And then let it go. Yeah. Don't keep bringing it up and, like, you know, causing a rift between the two players. Um, just, you know, all right, let's not talk about that one. Let's continue the adventure. Right? So, like, you know, at your job, if your coworker messes up or does something that you really don't like, if you keep bringing it up, it's going to cause more problems. You just kind of let it go and be like, okay, uh, you know, I know don't let, uh, you know, don't let that person, you know, clean the bathrooms again because they didn't or whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't have a real life example of that um, because, because I just let things go. Just, you know, just saying, okay, Dane, shut up. Uh, (laughs) No, but yeah, uh, you're co-working this adventure. Yeah, you're co-working to, to do adventure. And maybe you wish there was more to it, but that's all you, you know, that's all you really need as long as you're getting what you want out of it. You don't have to have this, like, incredible depth of connection, mm-hmm. not only to your character, but to everyone else's character, or even necessarily to the people you play with. Sometimes just, like, developing a good action economy and focusing mm-hmm. on the job that needs doing, Yeah. sometimes that can be enough. Right. You know, and as long as you're having fun with it, right? Because this is... We're trying to um, talk through some issues that stop people from having fun. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you know, as, as a warlock, that cleric's always on your ass. And, like, it makes it not fun because I want to be a warlock who, you know, does some bad stuff occasionally. But this cleric, man, he just won't let it go. Maybe do some ba- bad stuff like, you know, in the in-betweens, like, you know, in your mind, add it to your backstory where it's like, yeah, I went back and I burned down the village. Nobody knows though. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
as long as you're having fun, find don't take away from other people's fun. Yeah, find find the thing that right. you you know need, and maybe that's another. Maybe that's a whole nother discussion, like how to find the thing that you want out of a role playing game, the thing that like makes it fun for you. I'm writing it down. That's a that's a that's a good one because I think it's different for a lot of people, and that also could tie back into you know the session zero conversation. You should talk about that stuff before you get started. But how to find the thing that makes you smile? I smell. Oh shit! <laughs> I smelled. Smile wrong. Except for I didn't. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. That's what we wanted to talk about today. We talked about the idea of finding party synergy. Uh, we talked about session zeros. We talked about, you know, the idea of adding some cohesion to your party before you start. Uh, doing, like, meet and greets and testing out your character. We talked about the idea of action economy and being efficient team members. Yeah. But then we also talked about why sometimes that's not uh, as good yeah. as being or not as important. Team. Sometimes it's okay to sometimes it's okay to act suboptimally because that's fun and cool. Um, and then the last thing, like you know, maybe maybe you're not best friends, and maybe you know, like it's not gelling super well. But at the mm-hmm. very least, you can be a good coworker and focus on the adventure right. and the the task at hand. Um, yeah, and maybe that's not enough for you. Maybe you you know really want something deeper. Then you got to talk to your group or find a different group, something like that. But that's the main points of our finding party synergy episode. I hope you find party synergy. Yeah, I hope everyone does. I hope everyone gets what they want out of their role playing. Because otherwise, what's the yeah, point? Yeah, it's it's like it's a hobby. It's for fun. And if you're not enjoying it, then why are you doing it? Change it. Words to live by. Change it. Uh, well, except for like work. Yeah, like, it's just you know, all this dumb shit you have to do. There's just a lot of dumb shit you have to do. Can't get around it. Okay. Well, anyways. Yeah. So that's gonna do it um, for this episode of Two Headed Game Master. Check us out at 2HGM.com. We have uh, contact feedback uh, spaces Send for you guys to Send us an email. That. Send us an email. Nobody emails us. We're, we're so lonely. Um, we also have the Eclipse Engine, our original and free uh, pen and paper role-playing system, available for download there, as well as a link to our Patreon. Now you're just you like. going through the whole list. I'm not getting a okay, word Okay, we'll do twice. the next stuff. <laughs> uh, visit our Patreon. Uh, yeah, links on the website. Uh, also, our Eclipse engine uh, is for free. I'm just going back up the list. Just, okay, yeah, go down the list. Okay, join us next time for mm-hmm. another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. It's going to be a pretty fun one. Y'all uh, you're going to want to tune in next time. No spoilies. Yeah, no spoilies, though. Okay. Uh, re- real quick re- recommendation. Um, we did a quote from it. Uh, Live to tell the tale. Yeah. Combat tactics for player characters. I don't know if we said the name. I did. Yeah. That's why I'm plugging it now. Uh, Keith Amin. Uh, well, as far as Amon, we have. A man. Yeah. Not totally sure. But cool guy wrote cool guy. two cool two books. books. Two books. Live to Tell the Tale and The Monsters Know What, we're, what They're Doing. And they are uh, guides for game masters on the idea of... 
action economy for players, how to, you know, how to maximize your well, effectiveness. The live to tell a tale is for players. Yeah, it's for players. The monsters know what they're doing. It's for game masters. It's for game masters. And it's it's sort of like a psych analysis mm-hmm. of a lot of different RPG and fantasy like creatures and monsters and how they would behave. How to how to use them effectively to tell better stories and also how to make fights more dangerous. Uh, very cool books, and you know worth yeah. checking out. Uh, that was probably a, the worst recommendation. Like we were just all over the place. Uh, Keith, if you're listening, to this, sorry, we love your stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyways, go read them. Live to tell the tale, and the monsters know what they're doing. Keith, mm-hmm. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of their song Pond Hill is Finest as the intro and outro for our show. Uh, and we will we will see you next time for another episode of Duet of Game Master. See you next time.